Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode. So, hi, Aaron. Hi, Lee. Hello. Hello. I am very excited to have the two of you on this very special mini-sode creator conversation for International Podcast Month. How are the two of you doing today? Um, alive. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we both just had a really nasty virus. I had bronchitis for like two weeks. And, and I had a regular cold, but it, I don't recover quickly. Like, I recover to the point where I'm workable, and then I just have like sniffles for like two weeks afterwards. It's not great. <laughs> oh no. So you've caught us at, at a good time though, because we are starting to be human again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you're, you know, risking some of your recovery to record <laughs> with me today. <laughs> so I'm super excited to talk to you too, because we are going to talk about the Australian podcasting scene. And yes. before we get there, first, I want the two of you to introduce yourselves. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what your podcasts are, because you have multiple We do. Uh, we shows, do. And then we'll jump right in. Okay. So I'm Erin Kian. And I'm Lee Davis-Thalborn. And together we run Passable Pez Productions, uh, which is our studio name. We make several podcasts. <laughs> So us personally, we are a couple. We've been together for 12 years. Yep. And we like making stuff that's queer and fun and positive. Um, So our first podcast is Love and Luck, mm -hmm. which is a queer romance set in Melbourne uh, with a touch of magic told through voicemails. Yep. And uh, earlier this year, a couple of months ago, we released a limited-run show called Nim's Nebulous Notions, which is a sci-fi show about an independent investigator going to an abandoned ship in the dead of space and exploring what she finds there and what she expected to find there. Um, and we are also currently working on another show yep. uh, called Supernatural Sexuality with Dr. Seabrook. Which is a fictional um, relationship and sex advice show in a world where monsters exist. Yeah, and that's we're hoping to release that in October 2019. Yes. We don't have an exact oh, date, but dang. that's that's when we're looking to launch that. <laughs> yeah. I am very excited about that. Yeah, it's it's very <gasps> yes. good. It's been a huge project. We yeah. have um 17 writers and 38 actors <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the season. A Whoa. lot. That's huge. It's huge. It's been great. Yes. It's and really yeah. let us sort of stretch our muscles in terms of what we can organize as well as sort of what we can create, which has been very nice. Yeah. I, I also write a monthly zine, a poetry zine, uh, that I also release as a podcast called Floodlight Viscera, um, which comes out once a month and it's really short. It's like two to five minutes. It's just whatever I felt like writing about each month. And I do that as a way to keep my writing muscles limber. Mm. Um, and it's become really special to me. I've been making that for like three years now. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. And I'm excited for anything that the two of you make 
because it's always just been so good. And Lee, you wrote a haiku for IPM last year. I I did, and, and it was delightful. <laughs> it was, and it was it was one of those things that by writing that haiku, I actually learned more about haikus than I had ever learned, like ever, because. Like, Aaron has this thing where when he, like, learns something new, he goes deep into it. Like, Aaron sits down, he goes, all right, what do I need to learn to get this done? And he just goes ahead and learns it. And that haiku was the first time I actually did a deep dive on what haikus actually were. Because mm. they're a lot more than just the, the 575. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a fun thing to do, actually. Mm. Learning is fun. That's so cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's our interview. <laughs> learning is fun. That's the message. <laughs> we love we love learning. It makes our brains good. I mean, that's how we got into podcasting. Yeah, because absolutely. because I was uh, I was going through a rough time in 2016, and I needed something to focus on. And I was like, well, I'm interested in podcasts. I think I'm going to learn about podcasts. Mm. And I'm a learn by doing person. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make like a just a small podcast. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, something small and manageable, nothing too big, nothing too, like, ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just something small so I can learn <laughs> about making podcasts. And yeah. look, in my defense, mm-hmm. Love and Luck is a very, like, it, it, it's it's big, but it was exactly within my yes. skill levels. It, um, it's been a great adventure of always needing to learn something new and so you're growing yeah. but never feeling overwhelmed by mm. it which is the perfect learning environment environment yes and yeah it took off way more than i expected <laughs> and now here we are yes um, <laughs> with many podcasts so yeah like learning learning is fun is my moral because yes. that's how i got into podcasts <laughs> and i have a good time i love that so i I'm super excited to talk about the Australian podcasting scene because I think that a lot of folks kind of are aware of the podcasting scene in the US, largely mm. because they're the loudest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the US, they have a lot of people. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the sheer volume of people means like that the, the volume of shows coming out is that much bigger. So it's so much mm. louder. And I'm excited because I've heard from Ella Watts on the other side of the ocean in the UK about the podcasting scene there and how it's grown over the years. And so I would love to hear what the podcast scene is like today in Australia and how it's grown from when you started in podcasting. And then we'll circle all the way around and talk about where you think it's going. Oh, so, exciting. Exciting. That's kind of the the objectives of the, <laughs> of the conversation right. today. Right. So, do you want to start, Eric? Um, so it does need to be said that we are newbies. Like we've only been doing this for 3 years. Yeah. Having said that, I think we do have an interesting perspective because we are one of the very few fiction producers in Australia. Yes. Uh, fiction podcasts are not common here, and they were even less common when we started out. Yes. Podcasting in Australia has traditionally been a news-oriented thing or a comedy-oriented thing, but all of that comedy has been based around people who are already in the media. So we're talking about like radio hosts and TV hosts and stuff like that. 
those were the people making comedy podcasts. I would guess very similarly to the way it is in the UK. Um, a lot of the podcasting scene in Australia is dominated by our public broadcaster, the Australian Broadcasting yeah. Corporation. So a very large amount of the big right. podcasts and the podcasts that have the most amount of resources are coming from our public broadcaster. Yeah, or from like SBS yeah. or... Um, or from people, even independent podcasts, the yeah. big ones tend to be people who work in those fields. Yes. So even if something isn't an ABC yeah. podcast, mm. it's pro- if it has an ABC host making it, yeah, yeah, that tends to take off. Um, so yeah, yeah, like podcasting in Australia is heavily, probably divided down the middle between news and comedy, I would yeah. say. And by news, about at least two thirds of that is true crime because that's true everywhere it mm-hmm. seems. <laughs> um, I remember my first introduction to podcasting, like a decade ago, mm. was ABC Podcast. Yes, absolutely. And it was basically just a way of doing radio on demand back then. Mm. Podcasts weren't their own thing in the eyes of Australia. They were how you caught up on the radio show that you couldn't catch live. Yeah. I actually remember my first introduction to podcasts was when my parents actually bought me an iPod. Like, mm. I actually listened to podcasts on an iPod way, way back when. <laughs> and the podcast I listened to, I listened to a couple of the big ABC podcasts, and I listened to a podcast that, a, that the father of a friend of mine did called The Anglican and the Atheist, mm. um, which was literally just like an Anglican priest and an atheist having a chat about stuff and it was sort of that lighthearted entertainment mm. thing. It doesn't exist anymore. You can't find it. But it, it, that was my first introduction to podcasts. Like a <laughs> little bit of it, little bit of indie, a lot of ABC. You can find the first podcast I listened to that because that was all in the mind, which you showed oh, yes. me, which is still running today. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, Australian podcasting has heavily been news and comedy. Um, and the type of comedy is like radio style comedy. Yeah. In the past few years, it's been growing a lot. The Australian Podcast Awards, I think, made a huge Impact. difference. Yeah. They started in 2017? Uh, 16. Yeah, this was its third year, so... Yeah, so 2016. Yeah. And I think that's brought a lot of, like, media attention to what podcasts can be. Yeah. We've also had in the last three years, we've had AudioCraft, which mm. is podcast festival in Sydney, because yeah. um, that also started in 2016, I think. I think so, yeah. So basically, 2016 was the big year for Australian podcasting. A lot of stuff sort of became legitimised, and mm. it sort of became more acknowledged as an industry of itself in yeah. 2016, as opposed to earlier, yeah. where it was very much connected to radio. Mm. Right. Yeah. I'm about to say, like, as, as these, these resources are starting to climb up, because AudioCraft, the festival, also has AudioCraft, the company, which is mm. behind it, which is actually a um, podcast production house now. Yeah. Um, so it actually does podcast production. And they do, like, well. marketing consultation yeah. and that kind of stuff as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I've been, what I've certainly been noticing in the last year or so is the number of sort of incubator style programs are starting to pop up. Um, yes. Because Sin Media, which is a youth radio. Yeah. Sin Media is, um, it started as radio. It's yep. now all kind of media. Yep. It's for people under 25 to yep. get involved in creating radio, TV, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They have a podcast incubator oh, now, cool. which is really cool. And so just recently they've started a, a literal, they think they just call it the incubator program. Mm. Um, and that's actually released not only a couple of nonfiction podcasts, but also a couple of fiction podcasts mm. as well, which has been really exciting to see what sort of younger creators are thinking about the podcast scene and what they're imagining 
fiction podcast. And we should mention this incubator is pretty much 100% thanks to Lindsay Green. Yeah. Um, it's her baby. Lindsay Green makes this amazing podcast called People Movers, which mm. is a podcast about escalators. Yeah. Um, it's just about escalators. It's really good. Listen to it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay has been the driving force behind Sin getting very, very modern with podcasts, which mm. is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, she is definitely a very strong voice, I think, Absolutely. especially for youth media. Yeah. If we're going to name drop, we cannot not mention Jess O'Callaghan. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jess O'Callaghan works for Audiocraft. Mm. She is the most delightful person, but also just fiercely like busy and a, a fierce champion of podcasting. Yes. She's the uh, program manager for audio craft and she like, they do all kinds of stuff. Like oh, they yeah. organize um, the last like Australian illusionist tour was audio crafts handling. Yeah. Um, and Jessica Callahan was a huge part of mm. that. And also just, she's great. She's been the most, welcoming person mm. um she's been pushing really hard for fiction stuff as well she's yeah. been really good to us but yeah like she's a definite powerhouse of a yeah. person in the podcast industry here so there's other stuff that we're not as up to date on for example there's the adelaide podcast festival which has yeah. been running for a few years mm. that's mostly like live shows mm. um of like panel style podcasts yeah um i have never attended but i'm sure it's great yeah yeah, like podcasting, because here, yeah, here podcasting has traditionally been very, like, conversational yeah. and very, mm. yeah. And even when there are sort of narrative podcasts, like, Australia has a very big storytelling tradition. Yes. So we, if there are podcasts which tell a story, it is a person sitting in front of a mic telling their story. Of Actually, that's a good point. One of the biggest types of, um, as in most popular, yeah. and there's a lot of them, yeah. uh, types of podcasts in Australia are storytelling event nights, yeah. which are real life in-person events mm. where that they're actually sort of designed as theatre events, mm. but they are recorded and then uploaded as a podcast. Yeah. Um, Queer Stories is a very famous one. Yeah. There's fun stories in Northern Territory. Fun stories in the Northern Territory, uh, which is really good. There's another one that I can't remember the name of that takes place in Redfern in Sydney. Yeah, I don't know that one. So, yeah, like storytelling and narrative has a very strong place here. And podcasting is not necessarily something people do in their room on their own all the time. Um, There are a lot of things that are more event based or group-based, which I think is really cool. Mm. And I would love to see that. Even in fiction, uh, one of a new production in fiction mm. in podcasts in Australia is Script Roulette. Oh, yes, yeah, Which Roulette. is uh, run by, again, some Sin um, alumni, alumni yeah. which is people write, they, they release a prompt every month, people write a script for that prompt, and yeah. then they randomly select one of those scripts to produce into a short audio fiction. Mm. And they don't just do that. They also meet with the writer. They have yeah. an interview with the writer. Mm. They record everyone in the same room. And it's very much a group-based social effort, yeah. which I think is really cool. Mm. That's very cool and very unique, too. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. It sounds to me like the audio drama, audio fiction community there is quite young in terms of... Yes. <laughs> not in terms of, like age but in terms of like the industry for audio fiction is quite young despite the fact that there's that like really strong storytelling base that's so interesting yeah yeah um and i mean that's one of the reasons why is because people don't think of fiction because when they think of podcasts and narratives they think about 
storytelling in a more traditional sense. I mean, it is worth actually noting that while the Australian Podcast Awards has been around for three years now, this year was the first time that they actually had a fiction category. Yeah. And we actually went to the, the list of people who had entered under the fiction category, and we discovered, like... Five new podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, but even then, there were less than ten of us yeah. all up. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the thing is, like, when we launched Love and Luck, mm. there were, like, three fiction podcasts made in Australia before us. Yeah, about that. Um, like, less than five. Because yeah. there was A Thoroughly Wet Mess, there was yeah. Tokyo Hotel, yeah. and there was something else. Yeah. There used to be an ABC um, radio show which was about sort of developing... Australian audio fiction that stopped about five years before we started yeah so there's been like an interruption but again that's radio yeah Australia has a pretty decent radio fiction history yeah because you know we're a colony of England and so like we had that BBC influence a lot Mm. yes same with Canada Yeah, Yeah, like, you know, when I was a kid, I listened to, like, radio plays. Mm. But then it just kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. And, yeah, so, like, when we launched... I mean, when we launched Love and Luck, we would tell people it was an audio drama or a radio play, and people would be like... What? Like no one, no one knew what it was. Yeah. Even media that we spoke to, even arts <laughs> media, had no idea. Oh wow, that's so innovative. Yeah, we got that a few times. Yeah. It was either that or oh, like old radio plays, and we had to rush and be like, yeah, but not not too daggy. I promise. <laughs> like you know, because there is this idea that radio <laughs> plays are like super daggy, yeah. super cheesy, and like not modern or interesting or nuanced Mm. so we've had to fight against that a little bit but yeah even in the time since we've been coming out a lot of other shows have started so yeah like the audio fiction in australia is very young yes um we started running a group called australian fiction podcast makers we have a facebook group and we do monthly meetups here in melbourne which we did because we needed to find each other. Yeah. Like, because discoverability is always the problem in podcasting, right? Right. But that even applies to when you're looking for your industry peers. Mm. And so, like, we've been hoarding every fiction producer <laughs> we can find to try and create. Because yeah. the great thing about being a young community, about being a young industry, mm. is that we get to decide what kind of industry we're going to be. Yeah. And if we get to decide that, then we have to put the work in to make sure that it's inclusive and thoughtful and not too insular, not too gatekeeping, you know? So we've we've been trying to make it happen. It's hard because there aren't many of us, Mm. but again, it it has its opportunities. And what's been interesting is that the last couple of times we've run we've run our sort of meetup event, we've had a couple of people who do podcasts in the nonfiction sense. Like Mm. there's one person who went came in last time who does a conversational podcast who has been interested in audio fiction and hasn't sort of known where to go. Yeah. So we now have people coming in being curious about the scene instead of people who are already working on things, which has been very good. Which has been really good. Yeah, and the Facebook group has been getting lively with people exchanging resources and mm. stuff like that, so it's really good. So, yeah, it's fiction Fiction in Australian podcasting is in this beautiful new state yeah. where everything is growing, and it's really exciting. Yeah. So what excites you about the possibilities for the audio fiction community in Australia? Oh, so much. <laughs> where do I even start? I mean, I think for starters, I think that we're get where we have the opportunity to engage with different types of stories, and I, I don't mean that in terms of content, but as in um, structure, right? A lot of 
Australians love interesting, weird fiction, but we don't get that from a lot of international fiction. Mm. So, like, Australian fiction, especially, like, children's fiction in Australia is absolutely bonkers. Um, It's buckwild. It is, yeah. I'm really excited to see what Australian audio fiction looks like on a broader scale, because at the moment there's only a handful of us, and there's enough of us that we've definitely already been able to identify commonalities Mm. that are usually shared by other mediums. So, like, it's very, very common in Australia. Our fiction is often what we call kitchen sink drama, uh, which is very much based in day-to-day suburban life. And that's kind of a very important part of Australian fiction. And we did definitely... A yeah. lot of the Australian fiction podcasts lean into that very heavily, ours included. Yes. <laughs> so that's been a really interesting thing to notice. Mm. One of the things that I think is also really interesting that I hope to see more of is that Australia is starting to develop a lot of community podcast resources. Mm. Um, like, we always have had things like community radio and stuff like that, which is how a lot of people who may not otherwise have had the ability to learn how to do audio stuff have learned how to do it. But we also now have a lot of very cheap podcasting studios being set up in places like libraries and stuff like that, which means Yeah, Love and Luck is recorded in a library. Yeah. In a proper recording studio. Mm. Like it, they have Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm what I'm really hoping from that is that if we can get that cost of entry down, we're gonna start seeing more marginalized creators taking that option and saying to build not just podcasts of their own but also build like audio fiction of their own we'll start to see like not just migrant perspectives but hopefully indigenous perspectives and other Mm. stuff as well it'd be lovely to see these types of new perspectives come through and i think because podcasting is a little bit punk like we are seeing more efforts from people with resources to make them more available. Mm. For example, there's, this is the most Australian thing I could say. I didn't realise it until it was about to come out of my mouth. There is a pub down the road from us that has a podcast studio. <laughs> oh, God, that is true. <laughs> oh, God. There's a place called the Esplanade Hotel, which is actually a pretty famous pub in St Kilda. Yeah. Um, it's just like, and it just did a renovation. And a part of its renovation was that it had a podcast studio. The podcast studio is right next to the bar. Now, to be clear, the SB isn't just a pub no. they're very well known for live music they're very well known for recording there's a, a tv show called rock quiz that's yeah. recorded there mm. so like it's not just a small pub it's mm. it's a huge building with a lot of stuff inside it yeah. and they do a lot of support for the arts industry in general so it's a very sensible uh escalation for them to have a podcast studio but we <laughs> but we have a pub down the road <laughs> with a podcast studio yeah <laughs> i love that so much that makes yeah. me very happy. <laughs> yeah. So my sort of views of things is like, we have a lot of new incubators coming through, bringing new voices into the podcast scene, which I think is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We also have a lot of new community resources coming in, which are going to significantly change the type of people who might look at podcasts and think, well, maybe I can do this. Mm. So that's what I'm more interested in seeing. I want to see what Australian podcasting can provide for creating new voices. Like, I don't, I don't want to... We're, we're sort of white and queer, but we are definitely very white. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see bunches of new voices coming through. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, a lot of my work is I'm trying to bring more disabled people and more trans people into podcasting. And that has its own challenges because podcasting is unfortunately notoriously inaccessible yeah. from a disability perspective. 
But I'm hoping that will change. I mean, all of those studios we just mentioned, the ones in the library, the one at the SB, they're all wheelchair accessible, very, very low cost. Basically, we just need to train people up on how to work with disabled creators, I mm. think. And we need ways to give disabled creators the resources to make their own stuff. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest challenge for the future of podcasting mm. is, aside from, uh, like, you know, you mentioned, like, people of colour, and that's important as well, because yeah. Australia is very racist. Very much so. Um, yeah, like, I think definitely the biggest challenge for the future of Australian podcasting is making sure that we're not leaving people behind, especially disabled people, especially people of colour. Yeah. But I think that that's a challenge we can rise to. Yeah. We just have to, like put the work in mm. you know and like podcasters aren't afraid of work you know no like making a podcast is a lot of effort it's so much work so i think that we can make it happen mm. and it sounds like you are working really hard to build that community that doesn't have gates that need to be i mean it, rather than rather than it being a community that already exists and you having to push open gates, you're just making sure to build a community without gates Exactly. At all. That's, mm. that's like, that's my biggest focus right now because you only get to start a community once. Yes. <laughs> so we want right. to try and make sure we're doing it. And that's a it. really beautiful thing though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and you know, it, it, it means that because we are so new, we can skip over so many of the problems. We can skip over the big name problem. We can skip over, like, the awful, like, exploitative bosses problem. Yeah. Like, we can cut that now and make sure it's not welcome in the first place. Mm. And that's a very, very right. powerful opportunity to yeah. have. What advice do you have for new creators in Australia wanting to get involved in the podcasting and especially audio fiction podcasting community and industry so if you're interested in audio fiction join our group yep. <laughs> um, go to ozficpodmakers.com there is a link there and i know that that seems like a big self-plug and i mean it kind of is but we don't run the group for us like we run the group because it's way better if we can all work together like it's it's more fun it's easier and the other thing is that, like, even with us podcasters with not much resources, we still have resources. Yeah. And a lot of us are happy to sit down with people. We're happy to talk about arranging help with, like, venues and yeah. organizing equipment and stuff Yeah, like answering that. questions, offering mm. advice. Uh, like it is in any industry, the best way is to meet people and mm. chat with people. Podcasting in general, and this applies to audio fiction as well, but podcasting in general, go to AudioCraft. And I know that's expensive and not everyone can do that and yep. so we'll have some more advice in a second yep. but if you can afford to go to audiocraft it's usually in around the start of june every year nowhere else will make you feel as powerful or as inspired about podcasts as audiocraft will it is you know we every year people go there with just oh i mean i'm kind of just interested in podcasts like mm. i'm just kind of interested i'm not going to make one yeah. and they come out the other side with a plan mm. and a pitch yeah. and a production mm. setup like if you can make it to audio craft do it because it is so friendly so inspiring you will meet so many cool people you will yeah. leave with so many ideas mm. and with the tools to make those ideas happen mm. now 
going to conventions is expensive (laughs) and traveling to Sydney is expensive if you do not already live in Sydney. Yes. So if you can't do that, I would honestly say that social media is the next best step. Finding other podcast creators. Um, Also community radio. If you can find, if your city has a community radio station or program or anything, if you can get into that, that's a great way to get a good foundation. Yeah. So one one of the things about Australia is that we don't have a lot of actual sort of radio schools, but we have a well, lot of- Well, we do of, have radio schools, but, but, but- we don't have many of them. No. But, but what we do have is a lot of community radio stations spread throughout the country. Yeah. So- it's one of the best ways of sitting down with other people and learning how audio works, which is the first step in learning how to make your podcast. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think just meeting people is always going to be the thing. Like when you meet people who are into podcasting, who make podcasts or who want to make podcasts that, you know, humans are pack animals, right? Mm. We, we need each other. So I think that having a conversation, even if it's just on Twitter, I think can go a long way. Yeah. If there's nothing in your city, then use social media or start one. Start, like, a podcast meetup in your town. Like, honestly, it's worked pretty well for us so far. (laughs) I really think that connecting with other people... Because when we think about, oh, I want to make a podcast, we don't usually think about that step, right? You think about, well, I need a microphone, I need to plan the production, I need hosting and all that kind of stuff. And that's good, you do need all that stuff. But I think something that we don't value enough in the industry is connection with other producers and other workers in the industry. Mm. So, yeah, talk to people. Have fun. Have fun. Podcasting is fun. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, that's probably the most important thing, I think. Even if you want to make it your job, still have fun. Mm. No, I'd agree with that entirely. Mm. What do you think podcast creators outside of Australia can learn from the Australian podcasting industry and community and from podcasters there? I think probably one of the big things that we can learn is how to multitask and how to get things done. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the arts industry Australia in Australia is a little bit bonkers and a people, <laughs> people who work in the arts industry here don't usually only do one thing. People aren't just a lights tech. People aren't just an audio engineer. People aren't just a writer. People aren't just a producer. They will do at least three of those things. Hmm. It's very common for Australians working in the arts to move overseas for jobs because that ability to multitask and that that knowledge of multiple disciplines is really useful Mm. um, and tends to land us jobs fairly easily overseas. Yeah, I think that's a good thing that people could learn from Mm. people from the industry here is how to, like, is multiclassing, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, podcasting is not just about sitting down and recording and doing the editing. It's also about learning the marketing. It's about understanding sort of how to get yourself out there. Yeah. And it's about how to talk to sponsors. It's about how to talk to venues. Mm. It's about how to like, yeah, like there are so many other things where different skills will boost you. Mm. Cause yeah, I can't think of many podcasters in Australia Mm. that don't juggle 10 hats. Yeah. You know, I mean, Um, we do. Yeah. Whereas I know it is. And and that's not to say that people outside of Australia don't also do that. Yeah. uh, But I have noticed it's less common. Right. What else could people learn from us? (laughs) I think another thing you can look at is look at the mundanity of the stories that you're telling. Yeah. Um, Because one of the things that that Australian fiction of all stripes does is sort of nail down those very specific mundane moments that everyone 
understands and identifies the with. The kitchen sink drama. Yes. Yeah. So learning how to look at your, even your sort of big, massive sort of sci-fi opera, mm. look at it and find the mundane moments. Yeah, because you need those moments. Like, you know, it's great to have a really epic story. Yeah, mm. you've got your big sci-fi thing where there's explosions and battles and mm. like tenseness and guns and whatever yeah that will be so much more effective if you give us a scene of your protagonist and their wife washing dishes Mm. like having those quiet moments grounds people and makes the highs seem higher bring domesticity into your podcast yeah (laughs) that's really interesting Mm. i love that so What are, because we'll start wrapping up here, what are some of your favorite shows, apart from your own, of course, that are coming Mm -hmm. out of Australia that folks internationally should be paying attention to? Yes. Spun Stories is my top recommendation. Absolutely. Spun Stories is a storytelling night in the Northern Territory that gets recorded. I think they're up to their fourth season now. Yeah, I think they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of the stories there are just absolutely amazing. And, like, the whole idea of it is to try and challenge the assumptions about what it's like to live in the Australian outback and to live in the Northern Territory. Yeah. So it's a night in Darwin, which is is up the top end, um, which is... Do I need to explain that? The top end, as in literally the top end of Australia. Yeah. Um, So it's all the tropics and stuff (laughs) up there. People do have a lot of assumptions about what it must be like to live in, like, rural, outback and tropical Australia. And Spun Stories is a great way to break any of those assumptions. It's also just a really well-made night. Mm. All of the speakers are amazing. It's incredible. What else? Oh my God. We're just going to grab our phones and scroll our subscription (laughs) in our podcast app. (laughs) Another fiction podcast that I think uh, people should absolutely listen to is The Graduate's Cup. Um, The Graduate's Cup is this really wonderful um, sort of faux documentary, basically showing what happens when a whole lot of girls try to get into the boys' soccer team and all the politics and all the issues that go around it. And it is... It is incredibly well done. It's part of the um, the Sin Incubator that I was telling you about before, and it's doing really good stuff in sort of taking current podcast tropes, putting them into fiction, and then showing what it does. Yeah, and um, and that also just started. So if yes. you if you don't want a big backlog, that's a good one. Yes. Um, another one which I've listened to a couple of episodes now. If you have kids. There is a podcast by ABC called Little Yarns. Little Yarns are short five-minute episodes aimed at children, which explore Indigenous languages here in Australia, and they will teach your kids a couple of words in an Indigenous language per episode. Mm. It's really nice. I checked out a couple of episodes actually really enjoyed them probably more than a 33 year old man should (laughs) um they are very good but they're really good so yeah if you've got kids little yarns is really good and really important because indigenous voices need to be uplifted everywhere including in podcasting and another one i'll bring up is among the stars and bones which is a oh yeah yes which is a show by um chris Magilton. Chris Magilton, thank you. We always get his name wrong. Yeah, we always get his name wrong. Chris Magilton. <laughs> it is a sci-fi xeno-archaeological thriller, which even by itself is like, yes, you should absolutely listen to it. But also, Chris has been amazing with the writing and a lot of the sound design and everything that's going in. The performances are just really amazing. And we actually got to... Chris actually went to Audiocraft and spoke mm. about some of the choices that he's made, which has just made me 
even more interested in hearing some of those details. Oh, speaking of AudioCraft, yeah. you should listen to the AudioCraft podcast. Oh, yes. Because uh, they actually record all of the sessions at the conference. So well, if, not all of them. Well, but, not all of them, but, but the panels and yeah. stuff like that they record. Mm, yeah. So if you can't get to the conference, you can listen to them later for mm. free. Yes. You just have to listen to the podcast. Mm. If you like actual play podcasts, there is a podcast called Queer Dungeoneers which is an Australian show, yeah. um, which I've been listening to, which is very fun. Yes. I think that's pretty much the only Australian actual play I know of off the top of my head. Um, there's a few actual play likes, because um, there's one called Escape This Podcast. Oh, yes. Um, which is effectively um, a DM guiding one player or multiple players through an escape room, which mm. is a very interesting take on the actual play concept. Yes, I've heard of that one. Uh, we already mentioned People Movers. You should definitely yeah. check that out. Yes. Yeah. It's it's one of those things like with people movers like it's one of those shows that I literally say to someone it's a podcast about escalators and they grab their phone and start having a check of it because <laughs> that's a concept that's like how do you make a podcast about escalators but it's actually really amazing and it's really good. So if you like true crime, Case File is the obvious recommendation there. Yeah. I would also recommend Trace. That was a huge podcast here. Trace was kind of like our serial in a lot of Trace, places. Yeah, 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 I think that's fair. Trace yeah. was the Australian serial, I mm. guess. It's very, very good. It's very, very hard because, I mean, true crime is yes. often very heavy listening. Yes. What genres do I have left that I can go? Oh, if you like conversational podcasts, Hey Auntie is a really good one. Um, hey Auntie is black women and non-binary folk who have been there. Um, just discussing what it's like life as like black women and giving like advice to each other's yeah an examination of what it is to be an auntie hey auntie is really good i went to their live show at aircraft this year it was really fantastic <laughs> very cool um and one thing i will when i bring up there's actually an abc podcast it's called science friction um so science friction is a show basically about all the weirder bits and pieces of science um, one of the recent ones i read was basically about um, the Nazi expedition to Tibet to try and get information on Aryan ancestors, which is exactly as bonkers as it sounds <laughs> and is very well sort of wow. described and discussed. It's a, um, and there's like, it t basically takes all the sexy bits of science and sort of puts it down into a, a nice sort of hour long format. And it's very good. Yeah. Um, I, we could probably go on forever, but I think we've yeah. covered a few from a couple of genres. Yeah. So I think we're probably good there. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Mm. Thank you so much for being here to talk today. This has been Thank you for awesome. having us. We are, we are so glad we've been able to sit down. and. Yes. So finally, why don't the two of you tell me where folks can find you on social media, on the internet, in person. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Melbourne if you want to fight or hug. Yeah. Mostly hug. So you can find all information about our, our productions, our shows, at PassivalPez.com. That's P-A-S-S-E-R-V-U-L-P-E-S.com. Um, we're also on Twitter as PassivalPez as well, although we don't... We pretty much only post to that when we have a big announcement. Yep. Um, on that website, you can actually sign up to our mailing list so that we'll let you know when we release a new show. Yep. And we have another mailing list where if you're interested in working with us, we put out a newsletter if we're ever like have a call out for casting or writing or anything like yep. that. Yep. On social media, you can generally find me at PassaKirbius. That's P-A-S-S-E-R. K-I-R-B-I-U-S. 
Um, and me, you can find me as Aaron Kian on pretty much everything. Um, you can go to my website, AaronKian.com, uh, which has everything, links to all my works of not just podcasts, but the other stuff I do as well. And, and yeah, you feel, feel free to look at our um, podcast, Love and Luck, Nim's Nebulous Notions, Floodlight Viscera, and Supernatural Sexuality of Dr. Seabrook, which should be coming out soon. Yep. And again, if you are in Australia and you're interested in making fiction podcasts, please do come join our Facebook group. Go to ausficpodmakers.com. That's A-U-S-F-I-C-P-O-D-makers.com. Um, there's links to the Facebook group there, and there's links to the ne- next upcoming Melbourne meetup there. Yep. And, you know, if you like doing meetups, like, please throw one in your city. Yes. Like, the only reason the only one we have is in Melbourne at the moment is because that's where we live. Yes. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, do not have enough money to travel to Sydney regularly for... No. <laughs> for lunch. That, that's the dream, though. <laughs> oh, the dream. The dream. <laughs> well, awesome. This has been so good. I'm so glad that the two of you were able to do this. Thank you for having yes. us. It's been so good. Yeah, thank you so much. The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via coffee or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.